can we sometimes be doing so much that we accomplish very little? This is Rabbi Yitzchak Christ with another episode of Tachlis Talks, growth-oriented, partial-related podcasts, and we are up to the Torah portion of Chaye Sarah. Within the portion of Chaye Sarah, we have reference to Avraham being at an advanced age. This is after the death of his beloved wife, Sarah, the stage at which he's now going to seek a wife for his son Yitzchak. And the text describes that Avram was zakain. He was old, ba bayamim, coming with days, coming in days, having had many days. What is this issue? He was aged and having many days. Well, if he lived a lot of days, he's old. If he's old, he's lived many days. Commentaries point to the fact that it's describing his use of time, that he had lived many days and had used all of those days well. Each day counted. Each day could be noted for its significance. They all added up to a life of great, great significance. Time well spent. And then the theme of the Zakim Baba Yamim, of using time well, of advancing through life and having so many days that all really count. We get to the topic of how do we act? How do we accomplish in ways that make our days productive? Someone sent me a, a very interesting article by... An Israeli journalist, Sivan Rahav Meir, uh, she writes many topics uh, that relate to not just Israel, but particularly to Judaism, living a Jewish life in Israel and beyond. And she herself was quoting over for one of the great Musser personalities of the last century, Rav Volbi, great Musser meaning the focus on self-development, personal growth. And Rav Volbi was referencing his own mentor, Rav Yeruchim Levavitz, related to a concept of what it means to be able to use our time well and accomplish. And he looks at a very interesting concept that it describes, you want to choose a mentor. Whose life should you mimic and, and try to copy? And from whom do we glean knowledge? And it says, if Rabcha, if your teacher is like Malach Hashem Tzavakos, is like an angel of God, that should be your teacher. What does that mean if our, if our teacher's like an angel? And there are various commentaries that describe different aspects of ideas that we learn from the malach, from the angels that God utilizes, the systems that he uses to effect change here in the world. We could call them basically God's software. But one of the ideas that this chain, this Sivan Rahav Meir was quoting from Avalbi from his teacher, Rabbi Ruch Malavavitz, I want to give credit where credit's due, and hence giving all the names along the, the path of this information was the following idea. Last week's Parsha, we have the angels coming to Avraham, three men slash angels coming, later on two of them going to Sodom, and when addressing why are there multiple angels here, Rashi addresses the fact that they have different roles, and each angel can only play one role. If an angel is coming to heal all he will be focused on is healing. If an angel is coming to bring about destruction, all he will focus on is bringing about destruction. Different angels have different roles. And apparently, no one angel is simultaneously playing two roles. And hence the message, if your teacher is like the angel of God, if you have a teacher who's capable of when dealing with issue A, focusing on issue A, and issue A alone, and not blending in B, C, and D, and confusing the issues and diffusing his energies toward A, if he's able to focus in on A and put all of his attention, his energy toward A, that's a phenomenal trait to try to 
see in somebody that we want to learn from. And hence the idea that when we are facing various situations in life, whether it's work, whether it's family, even spiritual in mitzvah, to be attentive to the matter at hand and not be spread in multiple directions. It was a concept in Jewish law of osik b'mitzvah pater mina mitzvah. If you're already involved in one mitzvah, very often without getting involved in all the technicalities right now, but if it's a mitzvah that to some degree demands your attention, then you don't switch to go do number two. Now, if it's a mitzvah that requires no attention, right now there's a mezuzah on my door and I'm wearing tzitzis, uh, and that doesn't preclude me from doing other mitzvahs like Torah study or if somebody comes to my door giving him charity. But if the mitzvah is involving some attention, I have to be attentive to this mitzvah, then there's a principle of osik a mitzvah, patrum and a mitzvah, you're exempt from the other mitzvah. There are some who go as far as saying that it's wrong to shift from mitzvah A to mitzvah B. That becomes a question, a matter of debate among our Rishonim, our classic commentators, but at least God is not compelling me to switch tracks. If I'm involved in one, let me accomplish that one. And one of the ideas described in, in the Ran and his commentary, Rabbeinu Nisim, this principle of osik b'mitzvah, patrum and a mitzvah, you're involved in A, stick with A and you're not expected to shift to B. And sometimes that will include, even if B seems to be the more important mitzvah, but God wants your attentiveness, his mindfulness. And even if you can do B and come back to A, but you're going to be losing some of the focus, some of that mental energy, some of your attention. And that is also a reduction in the mitzvah. God wants us to give it our all. Now, there are times, again, we mentioned there's a mezuzah at my door, I can easily do another mitzvah. It doesn't preclude me in any way whatsoever. But if in fact we're involved in a process that we should be putting our mind toward that process, then it behooves us to stick with that before shifting tracks. We're in a world that is so much distraction, so much pulling ourselves in so many different directions. And we are seeing the tragic ramifications of this and the breakdown of communication and, and family, kids who have a sense that their parents are always keyed in on something other than their own needs, even when they're involved with them, a problem. At the core, before dealing with practical steps, at the core is to at least recognize we tend not to be very good at multitasking. I mean, other than the, uh, the, the quip that, you know, I, I multitask well, I can be lazy and procrastinate at the same time. Okay, certain things maybe you can do two or three of the same failure type behaviors at the same time, but accomplishment, pretty hard and pretty weird that can really do them well. So if it's not a routine that we've mastered doing A, B, C, and D well, then it will behoove us to try to see how can I put my attention to A when I'm dealing with A and B when I'm dealing with B and so on. And give my kids the full attention when I'm talking to my kids and give my work full attention when I'm dealing with my job. And certainly mitzvahs be fully engaged with a mitzvah as I'm involved in it rather than diverting my attention and be uh, distracted at the same time. That lesson of that malach, copying the behavior of the malach, the malach, that angel of God, he's programmed. He has no choice other than to do the task at hand, but to learn from that and say, I'm going to put full focus to the task at hand. To become babayamim people, to become the type of people that each day, therefore, will be productive. And maybe we feel less productive when we're not multitasking because of so many things to be dealing with and we're going to end up not catching them all. 
Yeah, but if I do all, all of them at a 60% rate of fulfillment, maybe it's worth letting a few things go to be getting 100% fulfillment on a, a smaller subset. Food for thought. Try to bring the concept of that malach into focus and goal of that Baba Yamim that we would be called those type of people that really accomplish with our days. Each of us find different ways to balance it. And I'd be eager to hear how you balance it. A lot of tricks out there is whether it's just simply every time another issue comes my way, putting that down in an organizer rather than turning my attention to it. So I'm not distracted by my need to think about it, but I also won't lose sight of it. Curious, toss ideas, what you found works for you. Send me emails at talklesscoaching at gmail.com. Curious to hear, and maybe at some point down the road can share uh, some of those that, that resonate. And taking this to heart, focus on accomplishing becoming the angel-like personalities that will be known to be Baba Yamin personalities will be a great step towards our being the type of people who will be very likely to achieve our tachlis.